0: Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience.
1: Donnie Morris, welcome to the Center of the Universe, man. Great to have you. Thank you, Paul, for having me here. It's been a long time since we've seen each other. Great uh, many years. I was going to say, we might have been playing like uh, men's basketball over at Gandy's last time I saw you. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's crazy. And we yeah. play, we grew up playing Little League together. Certainly. You were a year ahead of me uh, in school, and I remember looking up to you because I played football, I played basketball, I played baseball, just like you did, and you dominated. Tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you were always humble about it. Yeah. All right, so well, out of those three, and you ran track as you got track, older too. Yeah. But in Little League, what was your favorite sport growing up? Football. Why, why football?
0: Because uh, it's physical. I like physical stuff, you know. Uh, basketball was fine. Baseball was great. Uh, but you know you could always take take it out on somebody you know, if you' in the football field yeah
1: and, and you wouldn't get penalized well exactly yeah i mean there, there was no real uh, hardcore ramification if you yeah. did that on the basketball court that's, that's probably a, you'd probably get kicked out of the game of course yeah all right so when you were before you started playing little league
0: sports, how how did you spend your time if you weren't playing sports piano okay playing piano for church uh, back then Sunday school because we had an older lady that was playing for the church choirs, but I would do Sunday school every Sunday morning. Um, and I was probably basically maybe six, seven, eight years old. But everybody else was old. I was the only baby in the church. How, how did you end up playing the
1: piano? My my,
0: my, my, my mother played at, uh, played out in Mer- Maryland. She was originally from Maryland. She moved here. And my grandmother, and they had, had friends and stuff that was always around, and they was always playing. And my grandma asked me to, uh, that I wanted to play piano at the time. I didn't even know what a piano was being so so young, and I told Yeah, certainly, I'd play, you know, and try anything, right? I'd, anything, it wasn't too much that I didn't try. Did you know, as far as trying to achieve something, and then once I started anything, I, I was determined I wasn't gonna quit. So, and you still haven't quit, you still play today. Yeah, I've been playing almost 50 years, it'd be 50 years in June. All right, now you were telling us before we started
1: recording that, uh. You you had to practice uh, piano on Mondays and you couldn't play uh, practice sports. Yeah, what was that all about?
0: On Mondays, my I had a piano. I had Miss Rebecca Tunstall from Ashland was my music instructor, and her and my grandma was real close. And I had piano lessons every Monday at five o'clock every Monday. And so, in a way, in order for me to play, my grandma said you had to keep up with your piano lessons. You had to do this. So every from little League, Joe Crowder, all oh, you, you were
1: you were missing since you started playing when you were eight years
0: old. Yeah, i was playing. Yeah, mm. <clears throat> um, Eric Wilson, all those guys was coaching us then, all the way through Liberty to Patrick Henry every Monday. But she would go to the football coaches and say, "Look, he plays." He had to leave practice early just to uh, come to penalties I not. He's not going to play football. So I'm like, "All right," and everybody kind of got home got humble with it, you know. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't. It wasn't like he, they, was, she, they were showing favoritism or anything like that.
2: Right. They saw you play and said, that's
1: fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. yeah I, I think the coaches,
0: you know, and I think they didn't really want me to, you know, didn't want to show nothing extra, but my grandma said, I was, you know. Your I, grandmother
1: was firm about it.
2: Yeah. yeah. W- was she ever worried about you getting injured, like your fingers, because you wouldn't be able to tickle the average? Uh, I you know, broke
0: all my fingers, though. Yeah, you know? But no, I, no, she never even thought about that. She just wanted to be a, be a part of music and, and dealing with the church, so that's all my life, I've been doing music ministry through, through church at were Ebenezer.
2: You, were you playing in church, like as a kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's
1: man. that's crazy. He's
0: been playing man. for 50 years at church. Yeah. That is awesome. June 30th, it'll be 50 years. Mm, I, started my, I know my first song right now, if I I'll play it for you. but Well, I'm, I'm not
1: following the math. I thought you were 39 <coughs> years
0: old. I am. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, just had to, you know, I don't age, really. You know. No, I
1: have say it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you mentioned Eric Wilson's name. He was a coach of the uh, Ashland Vikings. Yes. I was on that team a uh, couple of years when you played. When Ooh. you were... Ten, I was nine, and when you were nine, I was eight, and we were on the same team, I right. think. And uh, I remember those practices being really, like, physical. Oh, yeah. We went at it. Yes, we did. We were little, little dudes, and we wore people out. Man, Do you remember? did. Who did we play? Was it Glenn Lee or Chamberlain?
0: Man, all of them was hard, but Glenn Lee was, was probably the hardest team. They were fast. They hit hard. Yeah. Uh, Kanawa teams like that, they were, man, they, they could hit. How about Laurel? Did you ever Laura, play Laurel? Laurel was like, all right. where I played. They, wasn't <laughs> that, they, weren't, they weren't that good. I know? was going to say, Laurel, Laurel wasn't all right. Yeah. That. Oh, man. We were the Panthers, though. That was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, didn't, they had no bite, though. No, there there we, was we didn't.
1: There was one game where it was tied 0-0, and there was a goal line stand. I think it was Glenn Lee. It was a championship game. And they scored on fourth down. It was first and goal from the one-yard line. They couldn't move on us, and they
0: finally got in on fourth down. I couldn't believe it. I think the guy, his name was Motley. Mm. Um, Takes the name was Smith, little <clears throat> short, fast guy. In but I, but those guys, you know, they didn't. After little league, you you hit nothing about them, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was a yeah, it was fourth and goal, and we play was playing Glenn League. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You and I were on the field That's for it. that. That's right. And, and we were smacking them in the mouth, but they they squeezed That's, through with a fourth down last. play. That showed sure did. I was so mad. I was so mad that day. you still mad over. now, right? I, it's bothering me. <laughs> you can tell.
0: It's bothering me. <laughs> Did somebody run over you in that play or something? No, they, no, they, didn't, um, they didn't get through me, man. They don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he might have fell across yeah, the line, yeah, but he yeah, won't no. run over the top yeah, no, to play with us. It, it
1: wasn't easy for that running back, whoever nah. it was. No. Nah. <laughs> all right, right. So, uh,
0: you played running back when you were little, too, right? You Correct. Were running back on that team. Yep. I played running back from Little League all the way through high school some in college but i went to high school all right right
1: on. all right so i'm gonna tell a quick story about you and me playing at liberty okay you were the starting running back you were in eighth grade the way i tell the story you'd been through puberty like seven times at this point and i, and I hadn't started going through puberty you you were a grown man in eighth grade and i was a string bean kid who had no business being on the same field mm-hmm. as you and for some reason they picked me to go up against you in the oklahoma drill and i said i I think I might die today <laughs> <laughs> because you were bigger than me and, and stronger and faster and all those mm-hmm. things. And I, but I, I wanted to be a little man. So I, I took you head on and Donnie, it, I, I'd have never been hit by a freight train, but mm. I think I got really close that day when you hit me. I couldn't believe how hard you hit me. No, it's all good. It's football. That's the game. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the game.
0: Eighth, eighth grade. Um. Yeah. You, you got a brother too, right? No. All right. No. I remember you playing basketball. I vaguely remember you playing football. At- oh no, I was a 4 string uh, water, okay, okay. water boy. He thought he team. had a brother after <laughs> you hit him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm your brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it
1: was it was right behind Liberty School in that dirt track uh, that because we couldn't play games over there, <clears throat> right? That's, and that's back when we did bull in the ring and uh, they had those bars that you had to get under to hit hit and uh, and we did Oklahoma drills and the helmets and the equipment we had weren't very
0: good. No. Nah. No, and they they don't that's not illegal now I believe. Yeah, yeah they don't do bull in the ring anymore. Yeah, because I went to Liberty to coach with Marlon and Ernest Harris, mm-hmm. and the first drill I wanted to do was that one. I was like, we can't do that. And I didn't know. We call it bully in the ring. Yeah, on, on this on podcast, <laughs> bully in <laughs> the ring. In right. the ring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that was good old
1: times. All right, but then you but you played basketball, and I what teams were you on? National <laughs>
0: League. I played National League with. Um, Melvin um, Walsh was a coach. Yeah, I was on year. that team. Yeah, that's the team that you and I played yeah. with. Yeah, and um, Spencer Anderson yep. and all us. I still got pictures of that. So do I. And uh, Justin Gold. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I played with um, uh, Tony Carter's father, Brevin mm. Carter. Yep. One year, and you know his time went on up. about once I got out of um, got to Liberty, you know I didn't look back at. Little League. I didn't do any Little
1: League. Yeah, once you started playing for school. Yeah, but
0: you had a lot of kids now just at Liberty, but they're still playing Little League. And, tra- and doing travel stuff. Yeah. All mm-hmm. kinds of crazy. Yeah. Oh, everything's changed completely now.
1: What, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think kids should be playing two, three, four sports throughout the year, or should they focus on
0: one? i say play, play as many as you can if, you, if you're eager to do it. I have a, my little 11-year-old. She went, She went to the state. A couple years ago, when COVID first came in and cheerleading, she was, I mean, uh, gymnastics. She was like yeah, eight years old, I guess. And uh, But she she was, man, she was all over the place. Whereas, uh, December of last year, she qualified for the nationals mm. in football. So, we had to fly to Florida. She had to do national competitions there and there. So, and, and she's playing football just like the guys do. No, this is my 11-year-old. Oh, oh, And oh, my 29-year-old oh. was playing, yeah, playing yeah. semi-pro football just like the guys. It was mm. all women league. Yeah.
1: That's oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Are you
0: worried about her? No.
1: No. All right. You worried
2: about the people she's playing against? No. (laughs) She can hold her own. I'm telling you. (laughs) All
1: right. So uh, in baseball, you you played for some other teams when we were a lot younger, but I remember you as a Yankee. Yes. Yes. And and you remember the Dodgers back then. I certainly did. So when you were 11, Bubba Hart was a Dodger. Logan Gilman was a Dodger. I was only 10 at the time, but I was also a Dodger. And I'm like, how are
0: Bubba and Logan on the same team? It they yeah. didn't make any sense to me because they were too good they were they were great they were great I, was, I mean baseball is one of my favorite sports you know my mom loved baseball. she was an Oriole fan and it was my basically one of my favorite sports I loved to pitch and I love to hit but you know there wasn't no contact you know I wasn't a contact <laughs> so uh you know I played um all the way up to you know got to high school and played with coach Henry and but I just football what I wanted you know? yeah right on uh Playing
1: baseball, you pitched and you hit, and you were good at both. Which yeah. did you enjoy doing more? Pitch. Pitching, yeah. yeah. What was your favorite pitch?
0: Oh, I could throw any of them. And uh, Lawrence Lewis was the guy who was coaching us um, basketball years mm-hmm. ago. Well, he started me pitching. They used to have leagues and stuff around the county, and had guys come together and play every weekend doing round robbers and things like that. And uh, he's always you – know, curveball, I could throw a curveball, I could throw a slider, but curveball, fastballs. Any breaking pitch I could, I could throw, and you could
1: put the ball where you wanted. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Did you ever play Legion ball? No, I was I was asked to come out to try with a couple of teams, but I never I never did. I yeah. stayed with football. You know, I, I was fast and track, but football was my thing. All
1: right, you remember playing for Liberty? Yes. Do you have a fond memory of playing for Liberty?
0: Not really. Not really. It's no. so
1: all kind of the same.
0: No, it was all it was all but the same. Did Did that team dominate? Your eighth grade year? No. We we were maybe seven and one or six and two or something like that. I can't quite remember now. But we didn't – I don't think we went – you know, we we didn't have a playoff playoffs since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play a season. That was it.
1: All right. So then you go up to Patrick Henry. Did you play varsity uh, your freshman year?
0: I went up there – nope, my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Justin Taylor and Mike Terra and all those guys were right before me. Right. Preston Rhodes and, you know. Sammy Hart. They're, they're older than I am, but they were four.
1: Yeah, they, they had so many athletes back then, and a lot of them didn't play uh, through their senior year in high school. No. I, I remember a bunch of guys. I can throw out a ton of names. I'm like, that dude was an awesome football player,
0: and he never played. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, uh, Mike Necessary. I don't mm-hmm. know if I remember him. Oh, yeah. All them guys, man. We used to go out and work out. I mean, they were huge. I mean, humongous. I mean, like they were already – Grown. I and mean, I was like, you know, when you say I was grown, you thought, man, they were him and uh, James Smith, and man, it was so many of them. rock minds. Mm-hmm. So we looked up to those guys because they, they were horses, man. So in 84, I went, no, 85, I went, went to Patrick Henry because uh, I was varsity. They wanted me to come up to the later part of the year in 84, and I did. But I was really on the, um, <clears throat> on the JV. So the varsity, I went up, and uh, Coach Long, Growing up to play, and Mike Tarrell was a fullback then, and uh, we had a pretty decent team. But it's just you know, we ain't had a raw athletes. My senior years, when all the guys, man, Donnie Phillips, I mm-hmm. uh, mean, we, we had a monster squad. Yo, and people would come to see you all too. Y'all, y'all oh, yeah. packed the place. Well, we sold out every every game. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it, I don't know how it is now. I haven't been to a football game in a while, high school anyway. But uh, it was, I mean, sold out. Sold I mean, out, sold out. All we ran. I wish I had pictures I could show you, but I don't I don't have any but And Huck
1: was the tight end
0: on that team. Huck, Huck was the wide, receiver. wide receiver, that's right. Uh on the right, Marvin Tillman and Jack DeBoris we split on the left some, in between either or and uh, Spencer Anderson was actually the tight end. That's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spencer was a big dude. Spen- yeah, Spencer was solid, yeah.
2: Is this the team that played? no, i was thinking of something else. Did y'all get to the state finals?
1: No. No. Mm-mm. Y'all made it to the semis one year. Yeah. They yeah. lost yeah. to Monica.
0: Yeah, in <clears throat> the same is, I broke two fingers and uh, some, some bones in the back of my hand or something, but I think I ran for 115, 120 yards or something. I can't remember. What, so when you're playing running
1: back and you're running up the middle, what, do you, what are you thinking? Like I'm just going to run over somebody or are you going to move? No.
0: Or both? Just trying not to be touched. Okay. You know, it, it wasn't about if I had to, if I knew you was there and I I got you on your heels, I'd I just run on top of you if I could. It's not because I knew I could. I got you running backwards. But basically, um, just evading – you know, and I learned how to do a lot of that by my brother-in-law would take me, to run me full speed. You know, my ex-brother-in-law now, but run full speed, and I would have tires or a rock here and he'd make me give me the ball and I'd be running just void all up, just uh, instinctively, I guess.
1: So you were naturally good, but you were also working hard. Oh yeah, all the yeah. time, all the time. So you were so good though. <clears throat> I would imagine you remember who
2: was the guy that, that made the best tackle on you? Like a, a guy that made a tackle on you, like, wow, I didn't see that coming.
0: Uh, Kenny Cooper, Hollow Springs. Mm. <clears throat> Came across with a sickle, and <laughs> crushed my mask, broke my nose. Still beat him, though, but. <laughs> and I still played the whole game. Did yeah. you know you broke your nose? Well, did a lot of blood, you know, but I. I ain't, you know, you, you're you drilling running, you don't think about did it. Did he say anything after he did it? Mm. No. You no. Know, yeah, Kenny Cooper, Kevin Cooper, all those guys. Were, I mean, it was two times my size. They were they would just play with um, Brian Washington. Yeah, all Brian was, Washington. We went was to together. Nebraska. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, he played corner at Nebraska. Yep. All of them was together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really That's good back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they were good, but we used to beat them. Patrick would beat them all the time. What's your favorite touchdown? Because mm. you threw some, too. Yeah, I threw some to Huck. My favorite touchdown I couldn't tell you. We could be all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. Well, give us one. <clears throat> High school. Yeah, yeah. It's state of right.
1: Michigan. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we, um, Coach Long, it was a fourth and six, fourth and seven. And, You know, and nobody ever told me to to run a, you know, to fake the punt and run. But you know, it depends on how the guys were coming in. So you know, they hacked the ball to me, and I'm acting like I'm gonna punt the ball. Because I was a punter and a kicker. You you were the kicker, the punter, the returner, the running back. Did you play D? I, I play I was safety. I never came off the field. Were you free safety or strong safety? I, it was just one safety. We was okay. running the uh, – we had two – the corner, corner and safety. And I think it was 5-3, I think. Okay. I think, during that time. All right. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, so I, I played every – you know, I never came off the field. All right, fourth and whatever fourth, it was. Fourth and 80. I don't know. Somewhere close. But anyway, I – Got the ball and I hiked it to me. I was about to kick and I saw this guy coming in real fast, but you know, everybody else backed off. So I just popped around the side and just took off, you know. And nobody I mean, it was even close, but you know, I just run down the sideline. Really I wasn't even running, just striding. So you, so
1: you wiggle when you have to, but once you get past 'em, they're not they're not catching. Yeah, no.
0: They're never catching. What'd you run the forty in? Four two seven. What? Yeah. I ran a four two seven. Not in high school. I got to college. I ran a four two seven. Oh yeah. I, I, what's the what's the world record? It's like four one eight four or one, something. Four one yeah. Four one eight. Four one seven. Something like that. Four, I ran two. a four two seven at hundred and ninety three pounds. Mm. But I knew I was fast, and yeah. then um, and I consistently run four threes all the time. Right. So I went up to Philadelphia. Where we'll talk about that
1: later. Yeah, we'll get there. In a second. Yeah. All right, so when you and I were doing that Oklahoma drill, do you think you
0: were running about a 4-3 when you ran oh, me no. over? I'm Maybe a 4-5. In fact, maybe a 4-5. I could during that time, we, you know, being on the clock wasn't – you know, that really didn't come to effect until I was going to go to college. So you got –
1: you were so well-known by your senior year that people knew when you were back to punt, they, they couldn't take off the other way. No. They had to watch you. Mm-hmm.
0: All the time. I mean, those that and that's – I didn't want to do that when I got to uh, college. I didn't want to do punt return or kickoff. I just wanted to be a running back. Right. You know. But I guess it helped him out in the long run. It really did. Uh, as far as kicking the ball, somebody kicking it to you and you actually got to catch it and then look at 11, 10 people coming at you. Right. And you can, you know. But we did a, you know, later on I'll explain to you how we did it in college and made basically me what I am as far as trying out with the NFL leagues and stuff okay. like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was Coach Long a tough
1: coach? Was he a? an X's and O's kind of guy? Did he motivate uh, you?
0: Yeah, he was a motivator, but he, he was laid back. You know, Coach Long, um, a <clears throat> yeah, hell of a guy. He had a coaching staff. Coach Folt was the one that really was mm. the, the one, that, the generator. He kept everything going, but, but Coach Long was a laid back coach, you know. And, he, you know, when he did say something and he was firm at it, But most of the time, you know, he, you know he, was, he was in that world by himself. He knew what he was going to do, how he was going go about doing it. He had Coach Henry as a running back coach. And they, I mean, it was an awesome group of guys. Coach Henry was your running back's coach, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Coach Henry, Henry probably was probably the most probably the best conditioning coach mm. that that I know, as far as keeping running backs running and stuff. I mean, he, you know, everybody had their own little little thing. He was I mean, conditioning was really wanted to keep us in shape.
1: Yeah, we well, obviously did because y'all were awesome, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially your senior year. Yeah. And that was the year you all went to the state semis? Yes. Yeah. Yes. T- tell me about that game, or was it a bad memory for you?
0: Yeah, well, no, it wasn't a bad memory, um, but I think we were caught, caught what our pants down, per se. Um, we went in to play Monaghan, knew we were the brother team. They had a running back named Lucius Coles. And a, I remember that name, and, uh, yeah. And Mark Peck was a quarterback. And, I mean, it was good, but it was no different than Jay and myself. It's just that they just threw off, but they just run like a beer. And we hadn't been – you know, they had been practicing against Sevilla. So instead of sticking with the 5 3, you know, and the, the coaching staff wanted to do us, wanted to stay with the 6 2, and man, it was killing us. Mm. That 6 2, man, it was, it was falling apart. But instead of going back to what, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Instead of going back to the 5 3, we stayed in that 6 2, man, and they, mm. you know, and they just, they crushed us.
1: Sounds like y'all should have made some adjustments at halftime. Yeah,
0: you know, back in that time, I don't think it was a lot of, you know, if you had a team that's pretty strong, you know, basically, you, you you live off the talent, and I don't think we really had a lot of different. And then we still we start making adjustments. It was a little bit too far ahead of us then.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, so, you mentioned Jay's name. Were Jay and Huck brothers? No,
0: Jay Jay is my cousin. Okay, we're, we're cousins. Huck and Sonny Minor and George Minor are brothers.
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sonny, no. Sonny of the running jump shot? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw him yesterday, too.
1: Sonny, <laughs> Sonny who makes that running jump shot 80% of the time. Yeah. No, no, ask
2: me how. The first time he did it, when I was playing against him, he's coming up and I'm like, he started to run. And I'm like, I got back to like, what are you doing?
1: He shot. I was like, we, oh, we, okay. We, we, we can talk about Ashland men's basketball. <laughs> as, as Sorry, all Yeah, it's all good. No. All, right. all right. So, uh, Norfolk State. Why'd you go to Norfolk State? <clears throat> um,
0: Probably I hit it. I had – um. Opportunities you to You were go. recruited yeah. by a lot of schools. Yeah, and I wasn't recruited by Norfolk State. Mm. Um but uh, a lot of schools, uh University of Pittsburgh, Penn State, I mean a whole bunch of You were state player of the year in high school, yeah. NCAA schools wanted me real bad, but I wanted to be close to home, kind of like uh I was a you know, kind of spoiled homie guy, you know, yeah. I wanna be home, I would not want to be too far away. But um Huck Minor was recruited by Norfolk State. At the time, you know, being young. Know, you know, I had this crush on this, this young lady at that time. And I said, well, I can't go too far away because she's here at home, you know. And, you know, making mistakes. And that was some of the mistakes I made. <clears> oh, <throat> you're 18. Yeah, 17, 18. And, mm. you know, just, just really coming out in life. And so I said, you know what, I'm a, you know, I want to go somewhere. And people were insisting, go here, man, go here, go here. And then I just you know, got kind of hard-headed and said, you know where I, I want to go. And North State Union, none of them recruited me. They didn't even come up. Why not? Uh, it's it's figured I was going to Division, division yeah. one. you know. Did UVA or Tech talk to you? Uh, tech Tech talked to me. Um, UVA didn't talk. Tech, tech, it was Penn State, Wake Forest, University of Pittsburgh, mm. a few schools. I, I really I was favorite to go to Pittsburgh. That's where I wanted to go. But, you know, like I said, I wanted to stay close. I, I wanted to go far, but I wanted to stay close, and I just couldn't make my mind. up. So when Huck got recruited by Norfolk State, I didn't even, you know, I had been recruited. So when Huck went down for practice, they started August the 10th. I still hadn't been, I hadn't decided where I wanted to go. So, you know, I got in the car with my dad and my brother. and He said, yeah, let's just ride down to Norfolk State. So I went down to Norfolk State and talked to Coach Willett, Coach Luther Palmer. He said, well, we did recruit you. I said, yeah, but I want to play for y'all. It was like August 15th. It was like five days. They was already practicing, you know. He said, what made you come down here? I said, I wanted to be close to home. and I had a friend that was down here and I want to, yeah, you know, be somewhere familiar, you know. Of course, everybody know how to. Your freshman year, you kind of, you know, get homesick here and that. Oh, and yeah. I was going through that a little bit of that, but I wanted to be somewhere. I knew somebody, and so he said, "Man, we didn't recruit you." I was like, "Yeah, but I'm, I want to come play down here." So he signed me right there on full scholarship. Well, they had to. You were state player <laughs> of the year. Yeah, they signed me <laughs> in. Uh, in the freshman, my freshman year, I still led uh, um, led the team and the CIAA in all-purpose yards. After I ran that that. Uh, um, that uh, touchdown back, the kickoff return, and then I ended up just started playing me more, you know. And I started doing, you know, the wide receiver at the flanker, and I led uh, CIAA and all-purpose yards my freshman year. That's
2: crazy. You I could just imagine the coach going home that night <laughs> and saying to his wife, you're never going to believe who came yeah. to the
0: camp. Five, five, five <laughs> days in the camp. Yep. they were in camp- amazing. They were practicing and everything. I just decided I wanted, you know, just wanted to go there. I just wanted to be somewhere close with somebody. And I you did. fell right in his lap. Yep. And I played oh. that freshman year. Uh, we did good. And second year, I was, you know, doing you – know, I always did better. After my second year, Wake Forest and University of Pittsburgh, still was trying to get me a transfer. But, yeah, I, you know, I made, made Norfolk State my home then, you know. Yeah, you're, you 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 had uh, put some roots down. Yeah. you know, people knew you, you know. And oh, yeah. Kind of popular on the, on the campus. So, you know, I kind of stayed – just work extra hard. So you know.
1: were a big man on campus at Patrick Henry, then you were a big man on campus at Norfolk State. Yeah, some way. They had some big boys in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, they had some guys that really played some ball. Um, a couple of guys that played with Cleveland. and Arthur Jimson played right beside Lyle Zeta. Mm. And the Raiders, me and him, and we got recruited around the same time. Eric Steele, which is one of my best friends, he uh, went with Washington Redskins and... Everybody was doing, doing their thing, but all this came out of Norfolk State with, uh, with uh, Mr. Wilson as our um, – our, um, Scout. Or Scott, age. Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you're saying Mr. Wilson casually like he's not uh, – because he played in the league too. Yeah. And he had his son. I mean, he passed away several years ago, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: he passed away about five, six years ago. I think, yeah. Something like that now. But his son is Russell. Russell Wilson, Wilson. yes. Yeah. So you,
1: your agent was Russell Wilson's dad, or yeah. correct?
0: That's and the president of Norfolk State was Russell Wilson's grandfather. So that's how to connect. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Harrison B. Wilson. And Russell's dad was a good good man. Oh yeah, awesome guy.
1: Yeah, awesome guy. And he was an attorney
0: too. Yep, had a law firm in D.C. Yeah,
1: and it, but he was a, he was an awesome guy. Play, played in the NFL and then he got a law degree. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was he was something. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and Norfolk State connection got you to. Together as a right. player and agent.
0: Uh, Russell Wilson, I don't even know if he was born then. And yeah. He might have been a little, little kid then, probably. Yeah, he would have been really little. Yeah. If he was around at all. So, you know, he, his name didn't really come up until after we got older and finished our football careers. And then he this guy, a little guy called Russell Wilson, playing ball in, in the area. And it was like, something, 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 so then Harrison B. Wilson would explain to us because we went down there for every homecoming and we did a lot of stuff with the boosters clubs and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. What's your fondest memory
1: of Norfolk State that had nothing to do with football that you can talk about on a recording?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. My fondest memory of Norfolk State that I can talk about. (laughs) Hmm. They don't have anything to do with sports. Nothing to do with sports. Hmm. Uh, I can tell you one thing I did. Um, I used to go out there and work out in martial arts. So I could go up to the gym. We had intramural basketball. But you can go up to the gym on, on top. They got a track. You can run around. I used to go up there and, and work out in martial arts. So I started teaching. Across the other side, they had a guy from Washington, D.C. used to teach karate. I was teaching Chinese Kung Fu. Mm. But then you had Sweet Pea Whitaker. Which, of course, then, yeah, you know, he, was, he was right behind boxing. Come so on. So all this would be... Wow. Yeah, he, he was older than I was, but he used to be out, come up to... Just, Sweet uh, Pea was the man. Oh, man. Wow. He was awesome. But during that time, you knew who he was, but he was start his career but yeah. he didn't he didn't even attend norfolk state but he's go over there and work out all the time you know i didn't because he's him from him. norfolk yeah right? he's from norfolk yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and so that's that's probably was my fondest memory being working out and people were coming up to me man i want you to teach me and i just had like four or five people then i had like 15 20 people and i was doing this during the off season right I just working out martial arts and and a guy last night's last name scott he had a karate school that he was Coming from, from Philadelphia, I'm mean, up DC. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he started teaching, and, and, and then Sweet Puyallup was around. Uh, a couple couple other guys would be around, like J.R. Uh, Reed. Okay, all those guys would, would always come on campus. You know, you had because J.R. Reed went to Kempsville, right? He went, to, yeah. He yeah. went to I think it was Kempsville. Yeah, yeah I think it was and, Kempsville. Um, and Alonzo went in the river. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, he went to Deep Creek. Okay, yeah, it's Deep Creek that yeah uh, he went to. Yeah, that's but he's come on campus a lot because. You know, of course, ladies on campus. So, um, And uh, I think he was dating a girl on campus at the time. When they
1: were, what, seniors in high school? Seniors, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, one of them went to UNC. Yeah, JR. Yeah, JR yeah. did. Yeah, and Alonzo obviously went to Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now You yeah. used to have some serious names there.
0: Yeah, there it was it some was, it was, it was good people, you know. And everybody hung together, you know. You know on campus, there's so much, you know, in college, so much oh, stuff going know. on anyway. Right. But the athletes stuck together a lot. How many
1: students go to Norfolk State back then? Uh, I, I can't remember. Was can't it like a few thousand? <clears throat> yeah, a few thousand. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, not
0: it, huge, but not tiny either. Right,
1: Yeah. Right. All right, right. We were in the
0: CIAA then, but of course we're in the MEAC now. So,
1: All right, when you were a senior, were you thinking the NFL was a serious possibility for you? Yes. Because scouts were talking to you?
0: Yes. I had a couple people come up and talk. Yeah, we actually did some trying out, some working out and people come in town and, you know, trying to recruit us. So it was was the four or five of us that they had the eye on at the time. You know, and I was real quiet. I really didn't say a whole lot when I was was in college. Um, Eric Steele, but we all was close friends. So when I came home, you know, I had my car. My freshman year I had my car. So normally freshmen don't take cars to campus. But I told Coach Bailey, you know, I I need my car, you know, because I got to go home and play piano on Sundays. Because <laughs> Grandma said
1: you had to? <laughs> no, I didn't, no, she just
0: had to then, but I, I just always did. You know, At least once a month, I would come home and play. Mm. And it's just something that was instilled in me, so it stuck to me. Stuck and you enjoy me. doing it, oh, too. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, so we, um, you know, I would come home. A guy named uh, Eric Steele, which is a close friend of mine, I live in D.C., and Ben, ben uh, Big Ben, he lives in Detroit. All those guys knew that my mom... Cooked all the time, so so as soon as time to come home, it was like, man, when are you going home? Because they never went, they never went home like some of them so far away. Right. I said, well, I'm going home after the game. I said, I'm gonna drive home. Man, I'm going with you. So they'll call my mom on the phone. <laughs> we didn't have to believe it. was playing at ODU Then we didn't have a field at Norfolk State. It was back in the late '80s. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Got back to the school, take our showers, get in the car, and they would get on the phone. And we're like during that time, you want know, a cell phone? was a box phone. You plug it up <laughs> and you pick it up. And, I mean, but well, anyway. They said, "Mom, um, Benny would, would want pig feet." And I'm like, "I don't eat pig feet, so I don't eat pig they, feet." I, no. Mm. So, so, so they're like, "When you get home, could you have?" it? So we could drive down the road, and I was like, "Why y'all ask my mom for pig? I don't eat no pig feet. You know, I don't eat stuff like that. You know." Got home, man. She would have stuff waiting for him, and I'm like, you know, what I'm gonna get? You know, I, I, mean, I, I didn't want none of this stuff. So I, you know, I never you know ate it like that, but. They were always crave for this, these peep feet. I, I still don't see today what you see in peep feet. I would not eat them.
1: I've never tried them. Me either. D- doesn't seem like a good idea.
0: No, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. no, uh-uh. I, I've never tried anybody's no. feet. Not, yeah. <laughs> not like a good idea. Yeah. yeah, but that was just some things that them guys, man. I mean, you know, you know, different different walks of life. He's out of Detroit, Michigan. He's out of D.C. You know, and everybody, you know, doing things different. You know, but I ain't never eaten that. I couldn't eat it. All right,
1: so NFL teams were looking at you.
0: Where did you end up going first? Um,
1: what well, did you get, did you get invited to the
0: combine? No, okay. no, I didn't. I didn't get invited to combine after I got hurt. Okay. So what I did was well, they had they had a, like a combine, like a mini mini combine that they have in different areas, right? And not the major one. And I would go like they had one at ODU, they had one at different like Hampton and different things. They have coaches would fly in, and they'll have combines. You know, drills and things like that. And I right. went to those. But um, I went to um, myself and Eric Steele, Arthur Jemison, went to the Rams. <coughs> Stayed out there, tried out, working out and doing different things. And then we left there. since it was out that way and went to Seattle. Left Seattle and we went out to the Raiders. Well, Arthur Jemison, <coughs> they they really liked Arthur Jemison. I mean, he's a big guy. Fast, he's our defensive end mm. at Norfolk State. He's real fast, so I was like, man. So then I got a phone call, and it was um, Mr. Wilson. He said, hey, man, I got a, got a shot for you, you know. Uh, they need a pump returner, a backup pump returner at Philadelphia. If you go, uh, if you come down to Philadelphia, they say if you can run a full 440, they'll, they'll sign you to the practice squad. I said, cool. So You're I'm like, su- I was doing that in eighth grade. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I, I flew. I flew from um, from Anaheim to uh, Philly. Uh, Ray, Ray, Savage, I think his name was uh, uh, the guy that picked me up. Mm. And he said this, we're going to Vet Stadium. <clears throat> I said, cool. I had a couple of uncles living in Philadelphia, so that night, I got there that evening, I went and got, we got a hotel room to check me in. So I called my uncle, like, hey, I'm out here in Philadelphia, man. Y'all come scoop me up. He said, no man, you got, you got work to do. We we'll see you as you finished. So I said, all right, cool. So I lay around the room, you know, <clears throat> watch TV the next morning, went to Vet Stadium. And uh, Buddy Ryan, you know, he was on the taller than that. He's a like, little guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a short guy. But he came out, him and a couple other people came out and said, look, we got – me and another guy went. There was another guy there. I can't think of his name. He said, I'm trying to <clears throat> get somebody to back up my punt returners and stuff like that. And I was like, cool. He said, I heard you led the nation in the punt return. I said, yeah, I did. And uh, I said, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I told him about my shoulder anyway. Because I never put it, I never put it back in. I figured you would knock it out again anyway if I played. So Is it still out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yep, but it you know it's all right, it no bother me. All right. Wait, so, wait,
2: wait, wait, hold on a minute. Your your shoulder is dislocated to this day? Yeah, the bone
0: got knocked got knocked up like this. So they told me in the North State if you, in the to get it placed back in, you know, mess with the tendons and all that. It probably get knocked out again because of speed and all impact. Right. So they a best to leave it like it is. So I got got a little knot in right there that the bone actually is. Wow. Know, yeah. So I went out there and <clears throat> He told me, say, well, go ahead and get your stretching in. I just left the hotel, so I had a pair of sweats on like this. And he said, man, go ahead and take your sweats off and warm up and what you run. I said, like, uh, yeah, he told me if I ran a 4-4, you'll know, you, you sign me. He said, yep. <clears throat> he said, go ahead and see what you can do. I'm gonna catch some, I am going to catch some passes and catch some punts and stuff as well. Right. He said, well, let's go ahead and run. He said, go ahead and lock them. We can change up. Well, I said, no, I'm, I'm good right here, you know. So I just took the sweats off and had a pair of shorts on. I ran a, I ran a four three eight, just first shot at the gate and he's like, Man, I like this He said, Well, gun went caught some passes and then he said, I got some good news for you, he said, We're gonna assign into to the practice squad. And I said, Cool, man. I was so excited. Sure. That uh, you know, I said I called everybody and then I was gonna fly back home the next day. and just to let people know and I flew home, and told my my mom, my dad, and they was all excited, and then I went over to Brock Farm and told Ed Stevens. I said, Man, you never guess you know, and and after that, you know, it was Back up Philly, just to, for the practice squad, which is, I had a ball of that. The following year, I went to Schottenheimer in Kansas City. They even went and then Craig and Word from UVA. Oh, yeah. Christian LaCroix, yeah, all them were out in Kansas City and wanted me to come out there. I went out there and, you know, practice squad. So, you really didn't get the opportunity to go out there and play unless somebody really got hurt right. in depth, you know. So, um, that was my. Did you ever get called up? <clears throat> no. No, yeah. I never get called up. Um, those two years there, and then I went to um, Canadian Football League, tried it out there with the Argonauts. Um, and I'm not bragging, but I knew I was the best out there. They had uh, I maybe mean, 100 wide receivers. Because I, I, I was at a wide receiver, I went out there as a wide receiver. And uh, Rocket Ishmael was, mm. out, was out there. And, I mean, course, you know, he was going to make it anyway. But um, I didn't make that team. Then I just came home. You know, I said, well, I, I probably ain't going to play the ball. Then my agent called me and said, hey, man, I got something for you. He said, hey, they're recruiting. They're doing a professional spring football league in Daytona, Florida, D-Land, Florida. And um, we want you to play. They got a team called the New England Blitz. The head coach was Steve Grogan. Mm, He played with New England. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Tatupu, that was playing defense at that time, was our defense coordinator. I said, man, I would love to do that. So I flew to D-Land, Florida, and I was with the New England Blitz. And we had other teams, so for like a month or two, they was going through this transitional period trying to get this, this league off the ground. The Washington team, Charlie Brown that played the Washington, mm-hmm. all those guys that were, had retired, they were playing in these leagues. Mm-hmm. And we had the league still open for a month, maybe two months, and then the, the league closed down. They were only paying like, I think, 45000 or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember now. But but the league only stayed open for two months. They, we didn't even play a game. Oh, know? wow. And then the league – you know, disbursed. But, I mean, if you read up on it, it shows that they had the money to do it, and I don't know what the outcome was. So when I came home, I, I said, either I'm going to be a football player or I'm going to start you know, start a family and be a father. So I end up, ended up having my little, my little daughter. She was already, uh, I think she was, she was born in 93. I think, 93. All right. You know, and then we went from there. I, I didn't, even, didn't even coach. I didn't play no more ball. I tried to coach at Liberty, and then, I wanted to coach Patrick Henry, but they had they had so many up there. So uh, then I, I got a call from Norfolk State to come back, to coach a little bit, and I said no. Nah, I ain't, I, ain't, I to I started sticking more around the church or every, church settings and stuff like that. So I didn't I didn't even coach. And people would always ask me why don't you coach, man? I was like I don't think they can handle our coaching the way, way we came up. Right. You know? So you know, it, long story short, I never took initiative to coach. But I would always have little kids. I would try to inspire and try to encourage. You know, I wish I wish I would have took the initiative to do that. You know, now you when can I, still do when it when I look back. You know, but yeah. I I haven't pursued it. Nobody has uh, you know, came to me and you know said, hey man, would you gonna want, you want try this, try that? So I, I hadn't, and then I had four girls, so you know I couldn't drag them. <laughs> you know, I, I mean I I had a about a son now I probably drag him, but I couldn't drag the little girls, and then. The idea, but my, my oldest daughter, you know, she was just in the books. And then I said my little 29-year-old. She just, I don't know what made her want to play football, but. and you, she loved you, it. Didn't, you didn't encourage her to play? <clears throat> Mm-mm. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, I had a daughter, my 28-year-old, was number two in the state in track and number six in the state in basketball. When she went to North State, she didn't even play any sports. And I didn't wow. Even, I didn't even try to, even, you wow. know, I was like, hey, go ahead. I called her Dejana. Her name is DeJana. I said, DeJana, go ahead and um, run some track, man. You. You'd be awesome at it. But no, she didn't want to run track. Hmm. She wanted to be do swimming. I was like, swimming? I kind of lost it this one, you know. So after that, you know, she didn't even pursue that. The following year, she, she wanted to be a cheerleader. I was like, cheerleader. I mean, so I was like, you know what, as long as you get good grades. Because everything I wanted to do, she didn't want to do. Yeah, and, and school's more important. Yeah, anyway. so she ended up with a degree. So that was all that yes
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are they living now? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my oldest daughter was living in Atlanta but she just moved back here uh after 6 years uh she so she's here now living with me currently until you know she get on, get, on, get her own place which you know daddy always going to take care of, but she can take care of herself so she's a social worker with two two masters and she uh, got two good jobs and she's doing well uh 29 year old who plays ball she lives in Hampton mm. she plays with the Hampton Gators and my 28-year-old lives in Danville, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, and she's a social worker down there. And yeah. What's going on in Danville?
1: Is that where her husband took her?
0: No, she, none of my children are married. Oh, really? And I don't have any grandkids, which I, I ain't going to say that's a good thing. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, all three, no, she she's, uh, she's from Danville because her mom, I dated her mom in college. And she, her mom was from Danville. Okay. And I was in mm. North State, of course. Her mom was uh, uh she was um all American in volleyball and softball. Mm. You know, but she got rings and I didn't get one. You know, so I kinda of <laughs> upset about that. But anyway, my, my wife uh is not the mother to my, my twenty my twenty year old. So all right. yeah. Right on. All
1: right, so when you left football, did you regret leaving it? No.
0: I did. It was about time. Yeah, it was that time. You know, how old were you? Oh, Oh, twenty, maybe 6, 25, 26, okay. maybe. Can we
2: can we back up for a second? Though? Sure. So you you were on the practice squad, right? Right. Does that mean you were going through training camp? Like you know how we watch Hard Knocks now. Were you, you going through training camp? Yeah. Did you get in any any uh, preseason games? Did you play against anyone?
0: No, we did, when we did. When we we was basically the squad that would but would take the plays. You ever seen the movie Rudy? Mm. Oh yeah. We take the plays that the other teams had. We use it against first first team and right and stuff like that. So it was like you, know, you got paid, you know. Well, yeah. But it was like you know every week when it's time, you hope got your fingers crossed, hoping, hey, they're gonna say, hey man, come on up, we going we gonna, gonna put you on the roster. But yeah. you know, you know, we never I never did. They had uh they had a few good guys that played during that time. You know, Ronnie Cunningham was a the quarterback yeah. then. But you had other guys that could play. Randy Cunningham got hurt that first game of the season, and they brought in uh, McMahon from yep. Chicago. Yeah, you know. But no, I was a, <laughs> I was I was a young young guy, man. I was just so excited to see guys and having the opportunity to even travel, you know. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Well, and those
1: dudes it, were playing every Sunday, and you, you could watch them on TV. Oh
0: yeah, I could watch them. You know, watch them. I'd be there, either one, one or the other. You know, I, if they played, we played at home, of course. You know, we, we was on the sideline. But uh, if we traveled most of the time. You know, we didn't. You know, we uh, practice squads didn't travel. They, they, they only, I think, exceeded like fifty three. I think mm. like that. that
1: was it. Did you ever go to a, a Philly game as a as
0: a fan just oh, to yeah. watch? Yeah, I was. A, I was actually. I was an LA Rams fan. I was an LA Dodgers fan. Are you a Rams fan now? No, I'm an Eagle fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm a diehard Eagle fan. But D- Eagles gave me my first opportunity, so I, I, I just stuck with the Eagles. I jumped from my favorite running back was Eric Dickerson. So, I just ended up being an Eagle fan because the Eagles gave me a paycheck. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, so I just, just fell in love with the Eagles then. So, I've been an Eagle fan ever since. So, you've been, you've been to a few games. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I go to games. All so, the time. old vet, they, they were crazy there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of football, though. But yeah, well, yeah. but yeah, but there's no place like the vet. Oh, no, no. There's a jail no. on the bottom. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, they don't use it now. Right. But, yeah, but yeah during that time, man, it was – it was hard knocks for real. Did you have uh, lower level seats or upper level seats? Uh, I had I had a couple of box seats that I could use there once in a while. Okay. And, and um, even when uh, Michael Vick played, I could I would go up there and watch him play. Then that was about a few years ago, but you know. But yeah, we used to go watch the games, man. We used to have a good time. Go up and stay the weekend. I knew the area well, and I was up there, stayed up there a year, anyways. You know. And I never went back to, to Kansas City. I went to Kansas City one time. Um, after I played, but I, I never went back. Mm. You know, that's in the Valley. Yeah.
1: So you ended up in uh, with two teams that Andy Reid has
0: gone to. My favorite coach. Really? Yeah, but he didn't coach me. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite coaches. He's a great uh, – he, he, he can see talent, and he knows how to scheme on offense unbelievably. But do you watch a lot of Kansas City games these days? Yeah, I watch You every watch the okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, he doesn't know how to manage a clock in the
0: last two minutes. <laughs> he didn't do it with uh, McNabb was there. Right. Yeah, he he, didn't, he right. didn't do it then. He's not a he's not an aggressive coach. But, man, I mean, it was what, uh, 20, 21 to – 3 or something like that or 10 or something 21, like that. 21-10. Well, it was 21-3. 21-3, yeah. We were really yeah. going to halftime and, and I would have the points. Yeah, all day. Take the points. And they would have won. Yeah. Probably. They probably would yeah. have won. And what a momentum change and I think what happened is the defense looked at like, oh, so you're going to dis- disrespect us like that. Yeah. Like, you know, we. You know I mean? So they just turned up to another level because you know, defense win games, man. It says They were a different team in the second half. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely. Was. Well, they felt, I me, my personal opinion, felt like they were disrespected at, at that moment. I think that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. They take the right. personal. All right, Kevin's dying to talk about men's basketball in <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> You're ridiculous. No, you are. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not dying to talk. No, we about can talk. We can talk about it because we talked about Sonny, right? George, Sonny, and Hawk, a brother, all three good athletes. I don't play ball. So, and we were talking about Sonny and his three point shot. Mm-hmm. Can, can one of y'all, Kevin or Donnie, describe his shot?
0: <laughs> cool. I can't. Really, well, it's he, hard he, to describe. He, he he could he could actually. It's like a somebody running running track doing a triple jump. Yep. But he when he comes off his feet, you don't, he could come off right leg, left leg. you never know. But he he's actually running in the air and this. Shooting. I mean, and it's, and it's not like a, a six
1: foot jumper. He's doing it behind the yes, three yes. point line. But he when he is.
0: does shoot a, 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 it's not a jump shot, basically. Most of the time he shoots a shot, and it's a set shot. Yeah. Right. But when he shoots a jump shot, it's like he, he's shooting a running jump shot. I mean, it's, it's unorthodox. It's the craziest thing I've ever but seen. But it went in all the time. It went in oh, all the time. Could shoot. Him, Huck, and Joy. Both, all three of them would play ball. I had my, me and my three brothers, two brothers, me and Rico and Yancey. He was a baby. And then you had Jay. Mm-hmm. and great, you know.
2: All that talent. and I know whenever you looked at
0: the schedule and saw Rampage, you were worried. But <laughs> <laughs> basketball was – I mean, it kept us in shape. I felt like I was in better shape at mm-hmm. 42, 43 than I was at, at 28, 29. I really did. We used to run all the time. Yep. You know. It's crazy. And, I mean, we ain't getting tired. No. That's a lot of fun. And then I played at the church league and, and, and tore my Achilles. I, oh. I never even got hurt playing that bad. But I tore my Achilles playing in the church league uh at uh ACC, Reverend Farmer's Church. And so I had to go to the hospital, of course, had surgery. So that following year, I said to myself, I said, you know what? Hold, hold on, Donnie. Mm-hmm.
1: You tore your Achilles. How painful was that? I imagine that's got to oh, be yeah, the most it, painful thing you've ever yeah, experienced.
0: It was, it, 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 we was in the gym. And I was standing there talking to Andre Buckner. Mm-hmm. He was Buck, on, yeah, yeah. And um, me and him on the same team, Church League. And Di- Daniel, Daniel Durricott was coming up the third quarter. I was like, uh, I think I was like 4 for 4 in the first, first half. Second half, just come up the court with the ball. And I told Buck, I said, I'm going to break. So I normally run out to the outside. He'll come in and shoot it to me, and I'll shoot a jumper. Or, or my brother Rico was on the other side. But Daniel came. As soon as I ready to take off, something say Pop. And I mean, everybody heard it. Oh. I mean, in the gym. And I was like, what the world? And then I just, you know, I had no, you know, your feet just like, like a, your foot just like a fish, you know. It's just yeah. gone. You know, I was like, and I didn't realize I really had done it. So, but nevertheless, they took me off the court. And I said, I'm going to hop to this truck and get in there. And my wife took me down to the hospital, you know. But the following year, I was determined. This was the year that Kobe Bryant had tore his, but he, he had played two or three games. And then he's he's back out. And I said, you know what? I'ma work hard at healing it and I'm gonna go ahead and play basketball again. So I, I, I did like four, five, six months, doing my own little therapy after therapy, doing a little extra and I went back and played in church league again the following year. We won uh did win the whole thing. And then I played co ed softball with uh, Pepsi Pepsi Cola. Okay. Down in Henderson. So then I said to myself, well, I done proved that I can I can come back from that. So yeah. I just then I hadn't played ball, you know. I mean, but nobody's really been playing lately. Yeah. So I'm hoping I get the opportunity to get back out of there. So you talk about Kobe
1: coming back two or three games later. I think his was a partial tear. Yeah. So it we, sounds like yours was in yeah. But like he came
0: tray. back. He played two or three games, but then he was he was hurt again. Oh God. And yeah. then he'll play again. Then he's hurt. It's like it, it always bothered him. I was like, well, let me see, actually, if it's gonna bother me. So I just I did a lot of you know a lot of working out at home. You know, I did my all my little stuff at the, at, the, at my rehabilitation, but now I go home and work out, work out, work out, just to get it back to par, because it was so scary then at one point, because you could walk, you walk in, and you could you walk with a limp, but I realized when you're walking with a limp, and the people pointed out, said, why are you walk on a limp? You supposed to be better. If you the left. You need to go back to rehab. So I was like, "No, nah, something right." So it was all in the mind, though. It was all all in the mind.
1: So if somebody drew a silhouette of your body, they they would see broken fingers. They would see oh, yeah. your, your collarbone. They'd see your Achilles, ribs, yeah, nose. Yeah, I
0: broke. Was the Achilles most painful? Actually, the shoulder was maybe because of the way it happened. You know, I, I got planted against Hampton University, October fourteenth, nineteen eighty nine. <laughs> You'll never forget that day. Never forget. <laughs> And I was running the ball. They called us Dynamo Special. Oh, it was know. on the special. Yeah, and I run out there, and I was like, hey. And I had my family out there. Oh, I was, I was showing off then. Man, I was running the power pitch, 20, to 30 yards, scat. I was running the veer up the middle, shaking the linebackers. And then I ran the ball up, up, up the middle, and, and it crushed me, right? So I, I got up. I was like, damn, shoulder, you know? But I ain't thinking nothing else of it. You know, It was hurting, but I said, I can do this pain. Went back to the huddle. Ran again, hit me again, and had the sharp pain, but I guess I because I didn't know it was broke. Same spot. Same spot. Mm-hmm. So I got out there, so I called the coach, said I'm coming to the sideline. I got halfway to the sideline. He said, where are you going? He said, we don't why special you get back in there. I was like, yeah, something with my shoulder. I said, let me check the shoulder first. And then, you know, so I went over and check the shoulder. And it was out. I mean, we couldn't. They had to cut me out with my little jersey, so I couldn't even play. Play no more, but, you know, did good, though. But we did good. We lost. I think we lost to Hampton that game, I believe. Mm-hmm. We had them, and that was my senior year.
1: And and how, so shoulder pads back then? Like, I guess they they're not as good as they are now because that shouldn't happen with shoulder pads. I would think.
0: Well, I mean, that contact man. That, it's I mean, hard you, you're running pretty fast and they coming at you pretty fast and yeah. So it
2: so it broke when someone hit you, or were you hit the ground?
0: Uh, I think I think when I hit the ground, it's popped out. Yeah. Because I had so many people on top of me, mm. um, but they were you know me all big guys, and then I was running. I'm running a dive like a fullback. And I, I'm trying to hit the hole fast. So if I can run from here to there in two seconds, I'm trying to get there. So when I'm hitting head on, and then when they fail, they felt they it fell on top of me. So mm-hmm. it was pressure from the outside, not mm-hmm. direct. Great. Right. Yeah, got
1: right. it. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right, so you're, you're in a band. Tell us about your band.
0: Um, well, I have a. At, well, now, yeah. Well,
1: um, we can talk about back then well, too.
0: In North State, um, I, I stayed in. I was in criminology, but I stayed in the music department because I, you know, I love music. So, besides the martial arts, I go down to the music uh, program and I see all these guys playing. They had, you know, four, and five, or six floors of just pianos. You know, in mm. a floor, you can just go in a little cubicle and play and all that. And uh, you know, so I formed a group called uh, Inspiration, and it's me and three, or four guys. And they had this thing that at Norfolk State where, um, like, a uh, mic night. And we had 4,000 people there. And we actually went out there and performed in front of 4,000 That's people. awesome. Wow. So after that, then I was doing churches down there. So I'd come home every Sunday. And Sunday morning, I'd get about do a church down there. And, there. <clears throat> and I took that group. We would bring them home. Uh, people like Earl Bonham. And as we are right now, mm. Earl Bonham, one of the big known artists out right now. And other people that used to come to the church just to... You know, Reverend Kennedy, brung, you know, brought everybody in. Right, and um, I just did music like that. So I got home. You know, I'll do a little bit of Motown and R and B. I could play any any music by sight or by by ear. So I so at the church, you know, it just started off in the beginning. You know, drums and stuff wasn't allowed in the church years ago, so it was just me. And then as time formulated, you know, we brought a drum in, and then we had a bass. bass. You know, as time turned mm-hmm. around, and we got the lead. So now I got a little group. They call it what well, they call it, the Donnie Morris Trio. Because it's just me, a bass, and my drummer. I have two other musicians that play, but because of COVID, we just come down to downsize of the three. Right. But we, you know, we do things. We do uh, weddings and receptions and things like that. But the guy that plays bass for me actually plays lead. He has his own band called the Carl Waterford Band, where he plays lead and has a band, a Motown band. He also has an R&B band. So we, we do stuff like that. I go with him up to D.C. and places like that whenever it's time. But his musician, one of his musicians, had a heart attack mm. and was in hospital. So I, you know, I feel informed, for things uh-huh. like that. Just doing things. But I, you know, I, gospel is really my 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 sector. But I I do a lot of weddings, a lot of funerals, and you know, That's stuff awesome. like
1: that. I was gonna say you you it. Obviously, funerals yeah. is not really a, a, a happy occasion. But I mean, you're still performing oh. performing a, a function and a service for people. Yes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just talked to Miss Sue Watson. that was on the Hennepin County I think school, some of the school. Yeah, school board. Yeah, she school board. I think right. Yeah. yeah, she called me a couple weeks ago. You know, I used to do the Aspen Variety Show. So did I. Yeah, and I just bring a bring a music together and do a gospel segment. You, you, you're talented. I had zero talent. <laughs>
1: I, I was I was kind of an extra.
0: Oh no. But we did good, and Sue called me and wanted me to do something in reference to February, but uh, um, because of the COVID, right? Know, we didn't. You know, we didn't we didn't do it. So that's how you spend uh, a lot of your spare time. Yeah, is music. music. Yeah, man, love it. Yeah, that's really awesome. It. Yeah, it is. Well, it's, uh, then of course we have I have like horseshoe tournaments and cornhole tournaments. I do a lot of stuff around the house, and people come up, man. We have a good time. Cook, cook. Cornhole and horseshoes. There's really no difference other yeah. than you, the shoes Just versus the the way, the bags. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: the way, It's but the you, same game.
0: Almost the cornhole. I mean, the cornhole is so easy. You don't get dirty. Right. I mean, it's a little eight ounce bag. You know, you're throwing it in a little hole, twenty seven feet, thirty right. feet. But the horseshoe is two-and-a-half-pound shoe. But you throw that, but we don't play cancel We play cancellations. We don't play leaners and all that. Right. You, we play ringers. So if I throw a five, you throw a five, it cancels. You know, there's no halfway. It's, you got to throw
1: it, you know. All right, so you said 27 feet and 30 feet, and I've played a little bit of cornhole. Is 30 feet the professional distance? Yeah, from hole to hole.
0: It's hole to hole 30 mm-hmm. feet. So. Front of the board to front of the board is twenty seven feet.
1: Okay. So I've been playing professional distance yeah. the entire time. Mm-hmm. When I say playing that, I, I walk it off and it's roughly twenty seven yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I Have
0: a ball doing it though. It Because fun. 'Cause is. we're older now, you know, I you know. I have I've had people come up and be doing horseshoes and uh and saying no names, but you know, a whole bunch of guys you were know, out there, you know, having a good time and all of a sudden one of the guys upset he was like, I tell you what, man, y'all you can beat me in horseshoes, but you, can't be me running track. And I'm like, what is going to, you know? But he was, he was talking about everybody. So he said, man, I got X amount, amount of money. I'm it right here. I'll give you a 10 yards. How long ago was this? Uh, over the summer. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, um, you know, he about 40 years old, but he, he swear he was fat. But he, he didn't know who I was. He knew me, but he didn't really know me. He, he didn't know the full yeah. story. So we had, a, we had a whole lot of guys up there uh, Ernest and Tony Henderson, a few guys. And we were sitting there, and I was like, Mm. See, everybody looking at each other, and I could like, hey, he give me a 10-yard spot. <laughs> he you spotted know, you? For, for X, X amount of money. I said, I tell him what we do. I said, all right, I, I'll bet you. Leave the money there, and I'll bet you. I said, but one thing I want you to have, I want you to have your 10 yards back. I don't need that. <laughs> but he really didn't think I could run. I left him on here hit that door. <laughs> I mean, the first 20 yards, that was it. He, oh, was I love it. he had no idea. Yeah, uh, and y'all might name know me, younger guy. He's, he's Neil Lewis. I don't know him. Yeah, he's a younger guy. 40, maybe 41, 42. Really young, yeah, it was for us, but he didn't think 53 year old man could run that fast.
1: I, I'm a 53 year old man yeah. now, he would have beat me, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I
0: don't know. He thought he was fast, but you know, I left him, you mm. know. And then when I mean, he gave me his money, and it was very much, you know, he said, Hey, man, give it to me like this. I took it, I gave it back to him. I said, You never forget that, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was this was
2: more for the memory, I didn't even yeah, that's it. all. And, it was, <laughs> it,
0: and this was uh, sitting in the backyard, you know, yeah. We, you know, what a mix one of a beer or something and having a good time, you know, that's that's what it's all about, right? What's Rico up to these days? Rico Man is doing awesome. Rico, uh, has five children, I think he has six grandkids. Mm. His oldest son, his, his oldest son, got his got own two drunk trucks and a track and trailer, got his own business, and then he has a uh, a son right now, and is actually playing at Richard Bland. Okay, this is his freshman year at Richard Bland, but he's doing good. Yeah, but Rico, he works at the bank, married, happily married, and he lives up my opinion. All my family have was scattered out at one time because he had moved to Atlanta, mm. and I had, my oldest brother had lo- moved up to Buena Vista. But everybody's in the area now, considering mom and father had passed, and so everybody moved back home. So still like family reunion when we get together because we see each other all the time. But he sings on the choir. Rico, does, he does a lot of singing. He sings in the choir and picked a great part in the church. And, um, you know, Rico's still Rico. Still cracking jokes and everything else.
1: What's your dad, what was your dad's name? Archie.
0: Archie. Archie Morris. He um, he was a singer. He yeah. came to all y'all's games. Oh, too. yeah. He didn't miss a game. Yeah. My mom didn't come to any football game. Yeah, I don't remember your mom. No, she came to one. And that was the one that I broke my hands because Monica. And she – Walked up in the locker room. I'm just, I, I mean, walked up in the locker room and cussed Coach, Coach Folkman, Coach Long out, man. Tell me, you had my son out there, this and that, that. I was like, you ain't supposed to be here. We were sitting there with, with our
1: boxes. It's, it's, it's a locker room. Yeah, it's
0: a locker room. And we were just getting ready to go home, and my dad had come in there and yank out, and I had to apologize, Coach, man. You know, but I mean, I had broke, broke some bones, so she was, she had never seen me play football.
1: Why, why only one that one
0: game? I have slightest idea. Oh, that—that's the only game she ever came to. But Archie was. The, oh, he was there all the time. Uh, every yeah. little league game. Every, every, oh, I every, remember him. Yeah, yeah. anyone. He'd be, he'd be at all of them. Yeah, without hesitation. And I—I I remember him being a very, very nice guy. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Until you got him wrong, you know. <laughs> well, so I never did that. That's so. awesome. We did something wrong. But yeah. <laughs> but he—he—he—he's yeah, was, was a man. He stuck to what he—you know—stuck to what he said he was going to do and when he was going to do it and how he was going to do it and, you know, if you act up. You know, I was always scared to get act, act up, so I never got spanked. <laughs> yeah. Smart man. I left that to Rico now. Yeah. <laughs> they, got, they got all the spank. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, but my dad, yeah, he passed in 2018, mm. No, twenty thirteen. Yeah. My mom died in 08. Wow. Yeah. And you said your grandmother lived to be one hundred and four. One hundred and four. She was a mother of the church, and she died uh two thousand eighteen. She was one hundred and four. Had had never ever been in the hospital, but she had a had a, had a oh stroke yeah and being older they really couldn't have you know operation on at that right. age so we brought her home in hospice and, and she actually you know, she died died at home yeah well mm-hmm. that's better there than being in the hospital that's right yes right. and she lived lived 17 days while she was at home so you know we would all you know be over there every day because i live next door and um but yeah but she was special man she, she took the land she had at ebenezer baptist church and gave land to the church and gay land to all the siblings all my siblings so we we could invest and put our houses on it and things like that. So. She was great for the family. Oh yeah. yeah and you it. said you lived with her for a bit? I lived with her until I went to college. You know, basically I moved with her when I was five, six years old. Wait a minute, you were just you and her. Me no, it was her and my and, and my grandfather, which is okay. actually her father. So my great grandfather. Okay. And he fought in World War One. He he died what? yeah, he died my um Sophomore year in high school. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, but he was all man. I mean, wow. I mean, he was, but he, there was her father, so I was with them, and then my b- oldest brother, Wayne, was there, but he had, when I went to ha- uh, kindergarten, he moved on, because he was a senior, Archie. Right. Know? But uh, my brother, Rico, moved up there when I turned, he I, he was eight years old, I was nine, that's when he came up there, so it was me and Rico, and my grandma, and my grandfather, yeah. Mm. And I mean, you know, I did the old things, you know, we had hogs, had pigs and chickens and I was go there every day, man, get the eggs and till the gardens. You were farming? Man, I did everything. Yeah. I mean, Rico ain't did nothing, but I did everything. Rico was getting smacked. Yeah, he was little and I was bigger. So we'd be up in the morning, five, six o'clock, you know, hunting, I was do all that. And uh, you know, one day, you know, I walked in the house and, you know, a little bloody here and there, dirty. And rico you know he got a little rag on his head a little eight little roll <laughs> on. he washing dishes so i told my grandfather his name was george king went back outside you know he, he said duck call me duck you know he said duck go ahead and get this and get that and we go we go go ahead and eat lunch so you know eleven, twelve o'clock. It was like it was a work day you know in the summer work all day cut grass or whatever you had to do walked in the house i said uh dad george i was called dad george i said why rico don't never come outside you know, he, he don't cut grass. He don't tell him to God. Y'all are only, he, only a year apart, right? Yeah, just yeah. a year apart. But I've I never taller than he was, I was bigger <laughs> than he was. But I said, well, I don't ever, you know, old, older folk during that time, you know, they're going to tell you straight up, you know, they don't throw curveballs at you. So I said, well, why, he don't ever go outside, you know. He looked at me. And said, that boy ain't going to be nothing. But he said some other words, but that boy ain't going to be nothing when you get old. And my grandma would be so upset. Tell me, don't you talk about him like that. But it claimed because he was so little. The daddy yeah, won. I remember. he they wanted him outside, this and that. Man, he had it made. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, he he was half your size. Yeah, he was a little dude. He yeah. was a little. But, you know, he could wash dishes real well. You know, I heard You know I ain't <laughs> never had time to sit in the house. And now to this day, I don't ever sit in the house. But Rico, he'd come, he'd come up to be a, be, a, be a good man, good father, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but during that time, whatever the old folk told me I had to do, I had to do it. Yeah. And I can tell you some real, real, real stories back in the day when I'm 14, 15 years old, playing at Patrick Henry. And I'm laying there with my grandma and Salada, which is a funeral home, Mm -hmm. right here by the skate land. Her and my grandma was just like this. Well, Ricky, he didn't pass now, but it was her son. We were so small. So up on the hill behind our house, a lady had passed. And she was kind of big. So I'm left the house, you know, looking at the TV, I don't know what I'm looking at. And my grandma said, Slater just called. I said, um, yeah, I said, yeah, grandma. i said, What's up? What's wrong? Um, you need to go up and help her put the body in, in, the, in, the, in the hearse. I was like, what? But whatever the old folks say you had to do, you just had to do it, man. You know, just. You flat. had to honor your elders, right? Yeah, yeah so i get up, take the flashlight, and I'd walk across the field. And, you know, and the woman was kind of big, but he was so little. So I had to help her take the body you know, Of course, I was scared, but yeah, that's like, that's not something every fourteen, fifteen yeah, year old wow. kid does. Pick the body up. I was big. I was kind of muscular, so I had to pick the, help her. Pick the body up, put it on the gurney and stuff, and we had to take it, and put it. In. And I mean, it didn't. You didn't think about it, you know. Yeah. It, you know, I didn't think about it. Now you think about it, you, be like, kids probably wouldn't even make an attempt to do it now. But <laughs> you know, now I come back in the house, and my grandma looked at me and said, oh, you, you "Get your job done." And I said, "Yeah." I said, we, "They straight now." She said, thank you. I go back in there and look at TV like it ain't nothing ever happened. You know? Mm. Wow. <laughs> that was years ago. I don't think I could do that now.
1: I've never had to do
0: that. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I wish I hadn't, but I did, you know. And it never like was nothing I would, have, would dream about. I got little kids now, you know. Yeah, they'll have nightmares, man. I ain't never had nothing like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. Just get up next morning, They Get up, they had to throw hay, you go rocking me a farm. Hey, time you throw some hay. they bring a track and trail in we tossed it hay I've been lost and all that you know if you weren't if you weren't a man before that you became a man after tossing You yeah, had to <laughs> yeah. man, especially that, that heavy hay that, that, that wet hay man but we had we just what we did you know coming up yeah I'm with yeah. you yeah all right Kevin hit him with your question
2: <clears throat> all right this is the uh, episode-ending question for everyone, so okay. we want to see inside your soul. No, it's not that. not <laughs> not that serious. All right. Not that serious. Uh, all right, so you are a late-night talk show host tonight, okay? And you get to pick a male guest, a female guest, a music group, and a comedian, and it can be anybody you want from. They can be dead. You can bring them
1: back to life. You can take somebody who's 80 years old and turn them into a 25 year old. Hmm. They can be famous. They can be people you know that aren't famous. It can be whoever you want. All right. So you say
2: male, female, music, comedian.
0: You say any male Um, guest.
2: Any male guest. Whoever you want to interview tonight on your show.
0: It would probably be my father. Okay. Archie Morris. As far as a female, probably my daughter. I lost a daughter when she, she was little. Mm. She, she she would have been twenty four, January twenty eighth. I would probably want to interview her just to see how she likes it up in heaven. Oh, that's cool. Yep, and you say where you a group, uh, uh, yeah, music group. Um, inspiration. Oh, ah, yeah, nice. That, right. was a, that was a great group I had in Norfolk State, and then I hadn't seen those guys, man. It's been years and years and years. Be a reunion. Yeah, it would yeah. be. Oh, and uh, you say a comedian. Yeah. Richard Pryor.
1: Oh, yeah. he's like he's Pryor. the king. Yeah, I like Richard Pryor.
0: It's a very personal show. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like Richard. I mean, it'd be between him and Fred Sanford. But I, oh, Fred, Fred Sanford. Red Fox, yeah. I love Red. Did
1: you watch Sanford and Son all the time? Yeah, still watching. All right, so – one of the funniest lines Kevin shared with me the other day. And it's because you're Chinese Kung Fu, go ahead and tell us. Do you remember?
2: So remember when Fred, they said he was in St. Louis for a whole season? I right. think he was restructuring his contract or doing whatever Red Fox was. And Grady was staying with Lamont. Right. So do you remember the episode where Lamont was. I think it was Jojo Jackson he was supposed to get in a fight with. Well, he wanted to learn karate. That's what they – karate. I know, you're kung fu, right, right. but still martial arts. Th- yeah. So the Our guy room. came over and was teaching him karate, and, and Grady house. came in, and the guy – yeah, he yeah. did it, and Grady, <laughs> Grady's still laughing at him. And the guy's like, this is the oldest form of self-defense. And Grady goes,
0: it ain't older than running. <laughs> <laughs> right, because remember he jumped around and did a couple of kicks, yeah. and Grady was like this, and he all around Grady's <laughs> body. Yeah. I remember that. Wearing his
1: pajamas. Yes, that's, that's right. right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Can can you get access to San Francisco now? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can watch every every oh, yeah. episode. Every yeah. One. Yeah. You can go to your phone and do that. I got yeah. I gotta get back to that. I've, oh, I've, I've watched this since I And it's still <laughs> the fun I mean, the funniest. From 1973, 75, yeah, 76, somewhere there. Man, I mean good times. I still watch yeah. I used to watch Audrey Bonk on all of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, Gunsmoke. I still watch some of the old stuff. Jefferson's it's good Jefferson, stuff, man. Yeah. But I mean, just being just plain up funny, man. And I mean, dead and gone for 30, 40 years and still funny. Right. Which
2: shows were on when you got home from school?
0: Well, I see, when we got home, I was with my grandma, so you don't turn the TV. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, got, I couldn't turn, TV you know, you on turn right it, the TV. Yeah. Know. I got home, she'd be watching uh Lucille Ball uh, or or He Haw. Or uh, then she'll watch um Kojak, Columbo, <laughs> or anything she had on the TV, that's what you watch. Oh, yeah, great. we didn't know if we go back in the back or something, but most of the time, everything she watched, we'd be in it with her, you know, and she, she, but she likes shows like that. She loved Good Times with Fred Sanford, but like Hee Hall and, and, um, what's other shows she's watched? You know, she's watched game shows too, but, but she's like all, all the older stuff, Lucia Ball and all, all the old, old, I mean, it mean, was older than I was. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was watching
1: Price is Right. I'm, I'm oh, guessing. yeah, definitely. That yeah. Bob Barker, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. She oh, watched
0: yeah. Prices right now. That's probably the only game show I think I was, she really ever watched. Yeah, yeah. She didn't watch the Jeopardies and stuff like that. I like, but
1: I like Jeopardy I love a ton. it. Yeah,
0: so what do you got going on these days? Right now, I work every day, you know. I'm living my best life, I can't complain. You know, I'm got, I got good health, and um, you know, I, I now I like to see the younger generations that's, that's inspired. You know, I try to inspire them to do something. Um, I'm at Ebenezer Baptist Church, of course, the minister director, director of music there uh, under the leadership of Dr. John W. Kenney. And uh, you know, everything one day at a time, man. I, you know, I said, i live my best life. I, I'm i going home now and little one will be sitting there waiting and mad to play a game of Uno or a game of trouble. Some of them had to play something before I go to bed. So what I try to do, I try to do a movie night, uh, maybe one night of the week. Do a game night, one or two nights of the week, and me and my wife, little we just play games, do something. That's know? cool. I all know. the time. you know. Even if I don't want to do it, yeah. I do it anyway. Yeah, Yeah. That's good. Dan. But, uh, man, everything is well, man. And it's good seeing y- y'all guys, man, because – I haven't seen you in – tw- well, it's got to be 20-plus years. Right. We're all family, man. Yeah, you there we go, yeah. Anything to come through Patrick Henry, or, or through gang and basketball. I mean, all of us just like family. Yeah, just saw each other every week. It's just been a long time. Hopefully, uh, we could get control over this this COVID. You know, yeah. and make it Move more, on from it. Yeah. Time to move I, on. Have to. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really. Well, Donnie, I appreciate
1: you coming out, man. I really do. Yeah, hey, man, it's great, thank great, thank great talking to you. I'm glad you invited me. Hey, I, I'm not making this up. When I, I started doing this podcast thing, you were the first, one of the first people I thought of.
0: I appreciate it. My brother could told me, said, you know a got named Paul, because you gave him the information." I said, "Yeah, I ain't, but I hadn't seen you in so long." Yeah. I mean, I said, "Yeah," I said, "Well, we could get together one day," and then I, you know, I get busy and have rehearsals. Sure, sure. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I was, you know, doing this and doing that. I was like, "Man, I don't ever get a break." But since the, you know COVID kind of you know kind of paused that now, I just go into the church, call the guys and say, hey, like we gonna do the selection, we we'll do that selection. Y'all practice at home. We get together, we put it together. You know. Yeah.
2: Well, it's so, good to hear the the legend of Donnie Morris coming from his own mouth because that's what. They talk about all the time, so oh,
0: yeah. I, I was, was I was honored to hear you were you thing, were man. you were a legend, man. Dang, it wasn't much. I don't think I was a no
1: legend, but you were know, a legend uh, to me. Yeah,
0: thank you, man. You were yeah.
1: only you're only a year older than me, but I'm like, man, if I could be half the athlete that I was, oh, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and you were on. always nice. You were yeah. always nice. I tried to be until no, we I, played I, football. You know, no, I just to make sure. Oh, no, I know. wish you had been nice to me during that Oklahoma drill. Yeah, cool. I was. So. <laughs> you yeah, well, wouldn't be here if he you was From my perspective, you were not nice <laughs> like today. Yeah, but the, the guys,
0: man, I'm telling you, uh, there's it, it love for the guys. And we, we came up, Pat Turner, man, we came up, you know, it wasn't white, black, red, yellow. No, it, All I, family. Yeah, it, it, all family, that's man, right. Me and uh, me and Ed, uh, me and Ned, all, all of, man, we – even after we got out of school, yeah. man, I could be sitting at home. His dad used to drink red, white, and blue, mm. <laughs> and, I, and I don't, I don't drink beer, but right. he's always bring my mom red, white, and blue. And I was like, "What is this red, white, and blue stuff?" You know, because I didn't really know. I knew it was beer, but that was it. But Ed just come by and, and drop and stop by, and Ed, and Ed was of course, uh, you know, older. He, you know, he could drive too. Man, they just stop by and sit there for man for hours with my mom and dad. It was just it was like a big family yeah you
1: know? that's great
0: and then uh i know y'all might know troy samuels yeah oh yeah well troy samuels you know in school you know it's football so i ain't knew who troy was at all you know and um we started working together with the county and me and troy got real real close you know troy you know he, he, he throw rocks but he was good 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 guy but anyway long story short. We got so close that he's the godfather as my little one. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, man. I've yeah. got a, I got a picture I'm going to show you here in a second. Uh, it'll take you back. It was You were 13 at the time, but Troy and I were 12. Okay. Because right? Troy's my age, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll, exactly. I'll show you a baseball yeah. picture.
0: Yeah, Troy, man, he um, we ended up getting close, real close, just, you know, talking. He always talked about, man, I, I was a father in football. He said, but I was I was Bill over there with my hat popped up, and, and I had to have, he had to have Timberland boots on. You know, he, that's, the, he, that's the guy that I hung with. You know, and I really didn't know him until, you know, we just got real close, man. I mean, I started teaching his two kids piano lessons and mm. met his, his father recently, passed, Ed, um, Samuels, and, um, you know, so I met his sisters in the family. And, yeah. You know, and, you, know, you know, he was a hard pill now. You know, Troy was the one, you know, he, he had something to say, but he'd throw that rock out, he'd he kill who he hit, you know, but that's that was Troy. <laughs> How you knew him? Yeah. But yeah, man, he, he's the godfather to my little one, my that's little cool. yeah. That's awesome. I hadn't talked to him. Since, I talked to him a couple of times since his father passed, yeah. and then he called. You know, he will ring in my ear because San Francisco was in the playoffs. He liked them, and and Philadelphia wasn't. Right, you know, we had lost first round, but yeah. But other than that, you know, like I said, it's just everything that came through Patrick Henry is like people from all walks of life. We always always been close. Yeah, no, never, the way been. the world should be. Always, always you know, never was no no fighting and all that. You know, no. And now and today, I don't know what's going on today. You know, I'd rather just stay at home. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. All
1: right, Donnie, awesome having you, man. We're we're going to keep in touch. I hope so. I hope so.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at
2: scodipodcast.com.